You're listening to DraftKings Network. Folks, Mother's Day is around the corner, and let me talk to you about 1-800-Flowers. I can't wait. Every year, it's a tradition. I send stuff to my mother, my mother-in-law, and my wife because they are three amazing moms. They're better than all your moms out there. You think you have good moms? No, I have good moms in my life. I'm just kidding. This was a little harsh. I'm sure you guys all have good moms too. From your mom to the mother of your children and all the moms in between, this Mother's Day, give back to the ones that have given you everything. 1-800-Flowers helps you celebrate all amazing moms from homemade bouquets, sweet treats, gourmet food, and one-of-a-kind gifts ordered easily and delivered fresh. For a limited time, you can save up to 40% off Mother's Day bestsellers at 1-800-Flowers.com slash Dan. Don't wait. Order today and save up to 40% at 1-800-Flowers.com slash Dan. Now's a good time to remember where the story of tequila started. In 1795, the first tequila distillery was opened by the Cuervo family. And 229 years later, Cuervo is still going strong. Family-owned from the start, same family, same land. Now's a good time to enjoy Cuervo, the tequila that invented tequila. Go to Cuervo.com to shop tequila or visit a store near you. Cuervo, now's a good time. Trademarks owned by Beckley. SAB, the CV. Copyright 2024. Proximo. Jersey City, New Jersey. Please drink responsibly. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the Dan Levator Show with the Stugatz Podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by DraftKings. Stay tuned because you'll hear more about DraftKings and all it has to offer throughout the show. DraftKings, the crown is yours. If you're interested in movies, if you're interested in sports business, if you're interested in sports and baseball, these two guys have you covered. Uh, Cinephile is Adnan Verk's movie podcast. Nothing Personal is David Sampson's all-encompassing uh, podcast. I recommend both. I recommend everyone listening here to check those out because they're doing it differently than most people are doing it. Uh, before we get started here on what their top five lists are, though, Sampson, I need to call you out on a, a hypocrisy and inconsistency that a lot of people have been calling you out on since yesterday because you came on here yesterday regarding Travis Kelsey and this is what you had to say the consequences had to be because Travis Kelsey ends up in a situation where he bumps his coach uh, listen to David Sampson on that subject matter and I would have benched him I would have had. Oh, him come gone on, for one <laughs> David, get come out of on, here. Come David, on, come on, come on. If a baseball player attacks a manager physically during a game, you don't think he's taken out of the game? I, do okay. I should have benched him for the game. What he did is inexcusable, and no one talks about it because no one wants to upset Taylor. It's a joke. You think that's the reason no one's talking about it? That we're afraid of t- upsetting Taylor Swift? I'm a, I'm a, you're not talking about because you don't want to be on the unpopular side of any issues like this. No, what, what you, you don't realize yeah, that there's Dan, a team. You're afraid what of the big issues. What if someone in your container attacked you, Dan? <laughs> what if someone attacked you right now? You're not going to put them in the quote-unquote real penalty box? Give me a break. 
he also called it unacceptable, and he also said no excuse. And this is why, David, you get accused of being a management shill, because here is some sound dug up by others and our video team of you talking about when Bruce Arians slapped one of his players in the back of the head during a game. Don't put your hands on the players. I, I couldn't disagree with you more. We cannot legislate against coaching that involves that, some sort uh, of... David, that was not coaching. That was not coaching, David. Don't tell me that what Bruce Arians In did, Bruce Arians' mind, and he thinks it's coaching. No, I'm with you. I agree with you. Coaching, but Arians man. thinks he's Get coaching. Get out of here. He Just, thinks it is. Okay, though. but I don't care what he thinks. Right. That's, That's not... the only thing that you should care about. Intent. Don't touch the players. Like, you can I coach like them. The, don't do it angrily. How about that? I'm sorry, don't do Dan. it angrily. You're right. We're dealing into something that may have something to do with somebody's past, and we're digging deep into psychological territory here. But your reaction to this is so emotional and personal that there's got to be Because you're an here. executive in charge, and it bothers me that you guys think it's okay to manhandle the employees. It bothers me. Oh, that's what we. That's what Bruce did. You're right. I'm, I'm wrong. He manhandled them. You're right. <laughs> David. That's what that was. He hit him. I may have seen the wrong video. David, I must have seen the wrong video. He hit him in the back of the head, David. Hit him. You stop using, especially on a show that's audio, you're using verbs that people will associate with something that is not actually real. He didn't manhandle. He didn't hit. He didn't abuse. There is serious things that go on with players and with kids. Let's not for a minute say that what Bruce Arians did goes to that level. So, David, should Kelsey just have slapped Andy Reid in the back of the head? <laughs> Wow. Arians, the slap on the helmet in the middle of a football game, if you can't distinguish that from what Kelsey physically did to Reed, I'd, why didn't you put the video up of both of these circumstances rights, rights other issues. than just the audience? Rights issues. we got to pay for them. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Fair point. <laughs> Football is aggressive about that. Basketball That's the is less. Of that. But wait US a minute. No, but this is your prism, David, and it's consistent. The angry old man can do what he wants. The angry young man cannot because one's an employee and the other one's in charge. Yeah, this is not a management player issue for me. This is looking at what you're doing for your entire team. When a player does that is so out of line, the coach and the front office has to do something, even if it's the star first ballot Hall of Famer. Totally distinguishable from what happened with Arians and that slap on the helmet. David, what Arians did, it had more physical contact in it than what Travis did. If you think that that player was in as great physical harm and, and scared then he wailed on him on the was. back of the head. He hit him in it the back of the head. That. Go show. Oh, you don't have the video. David, Sorry. we just looked I'm at it. Looking Jessica, at you're looking he at the lunges. video right now. What did Arians do to the back <laughs> of that player's head? Here, I'll come do it to Stugatti. Yeah. He yeah. lunges <laughs> forward and me. smacks yeah. the guy yeah. in the back right. of the helmet. Jessica's I like it to see it All done right, to Stugatti. We're going to do a recreation here. Camera people, just come on Stugatti's face. Whoops. Bad phrasing. Oh, jeez. What happened there? Here we go. We are going to recreate this. We're going to recreate this. softer, please. I mean. <laughs> Not softer. Just stare straight ahead. I think she's embarrassed because of what you just said. <laughs> I think she is. She is now physically Something about dead. My face. You ruined it, Dan. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's what I do. All right. Here we go. Right. Are you ready? Gentle. Ah! And she, she let up there. Yeah. 
She didn't go full force. Cody's right. She didn't right. do it. It's she. Arians <laughs> whacked somebody in the back of the head, and you're okay with it, David, because it's management. Wait, can we show it on the i? Can we show it on Mike's no, iPad not or not? Really? No, we've got a rights issue. Here. What if we that can't... player did the same exact thing to Arians? I believe that that player would have been benched if not released, but for being a first ballot Hall of Famer. Adnan, do you have any thoughts here before we get into the top five? No, I'm just. Uh, I'm, I'm outraged. That's all I am. Just the fact that the NFL is, is not allowing us to show these rights. That's really my main concern. But I, I can't wait to get to the movies. I'm sure David's list stinks. Just like his opinion on <laughs> Travis Kelsey being benched. Boy, that was so additive, Adnan. Thank you for joining the conversation. <laughs> Number five. What is the opinion, list that we're doing? What is the list that we're doing? I thought we were doing this on Valentine's Day on a day when we could have some sort of love in the air. So Adnan and I wanted to do the top five most romantic movies ever. Wow. Hmm. All right. That's going to be do, all right. That's going to be an impressive list. Wow. Let's see if we number five, <laughs> Cyrano. <laughs> Cyrano is a movie starring Pete Dinklage from a couple of years ago. Obviously the story of Cyrano de Bergerac. And it was a movie that if it didn't, put a huge hole in your heart of love, then uh, you have no heart. I preferred Roxanne because that's where Steve Martin had oversized snout rather than it being a little person as the malady. But I do like Dinklage. He's fine. It's all right. Did you ever see the original with Gerard Depardieu? Yeah, that yes. one's better. Yeah. Except he's canceled, so I can't put that on the list. They canceled Gerard Depardieu? What do you mean? Oh, yeah. Yes. He got accused the French of a lot love of him. bad things. He's canceled except for in France. So are you? Oh, that's I think true, he's canceled especially in France. Are you saying that that movie was better but is not on your list because he was canceled? No, I like Cyrano better, but I wouldn't put a Gerard Depardieu. That would be like me telling you I would put Lethal Weapon on a list. On principle alone, I won't put it on any list now because of Mel Gibson. I didn't realize that your lists were contaminated by cancellations. (laughs) I didn't realize that. My list is contaminated by personal cancellations. Okay, so you're in your personal record book. This is your top five people who have been canceled. Stugatsbook.com. Okay, number four. (laughs) Exactly right. Number four. Number four is one of my all-time favorite movies directed by Richard Linklater called Before Sunrise with Julie Delpy and Ethan Hawke. This is about people who meet on a train and spend an entire night together. And I have tried to recreate that night in various places around the world. And I've been successful <laughs> several times. And it is, uh, it, it just go see it. It's a trilogy, but start with Before Sunrise. David Sampson, you'll never be Ethan Hawke. Okay, so go ahead and replicate whatever you want. I, I prefer Before Sunset, and the trilogy is amazing. Linklater is a great director. I, I really can't quibble with this choice. It's a good one. Wow. You're quibbling with the fact that I've ever had that experience, Adnan? I promise you yeah, have. Yeah, that's right. I, I, just, I don't think you could replicate that. I don't, I don't think you have the magnetism of Ethan Hawke to replicate that. Don't even bother. Yeah, well, maybe you should get to know me better. Number three. <laughs> what does that Broke mean? Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. Are you suggesting that you could have a romantic night like that that would disprove Adnan Verk if he simply saw your romantic moves? 1,000%. Oh, God. <laughs> I got game. Okay. If you speak to people. <laughs> Play. We don't have to I do like, this. Yeah, let's not do Number this. Number three. If I speak to people, let's interview all the people that yes. Dave has made swoon yes. with his one. Yes, all the paramours of Samson's life. I look forward to discussing that with them. <laughs> I need to speak to my lawyer first, but once I do, I am more than happy to give you a top five list of that. Okay. Do you ever speak to anyone without speaking to your attorney first? I mean. No, my mom didn't raise no fool. <laughs> Number three, Brokeback Mountain. Brokeback Mountain. If, if 
if you can't get through the fact that it is one of the most romantic movies, the relationship between Heath Ledger and Jake Gyllenhaal, it came at a time directed by Ang Lee where it was not as acceptable as it is now, and it should have been, and it should be, and it always should be, but their relationship is one of the best on-screen relationships in history. Number Battle ranchers, gay. <laughs> Number two. Adulterers. <laughs> <laughs> Only one of them was. Oh no, they both were. Anne Hathaway was. And one were watch. you? If and we Michelle were consulting Williams. with your attorney, number two. <laughs> I didn't say that. You Dan. did not say that. I know you didn't because you I didn't have consult no idea with what your you're attorney. Even talking about number two. Hold on, we have to cut that out. I've, I've, don't know what you mean, Dan. Number two, Moulin Rouge. The greatest thing about life is love. It always has been for me. You and McGregor, Nicole Kidman, Toulouse Lautrec, and uh, nothing more to say about that. And the number one most romantic movie, and there will never be a different number one, is The Notebook. Oh, <laughs> I've rewatched it time and time again. It is waterworks every time. I want to be the relationship that Ryan Gosling and Rachel McAdams had and I wanted to die like James Garner and Gina Rowlands oh. holding hands in a nursing home. And I absolutely failed miserably at that goal. But that was something that I aspired to. And that is the type of love that everyone should want. The only thing we have in common, I said, did want to die while watching that movie. 54% Rotten Tomatoes. Absolutely terrible. I mean, that is the height of maudlin and overly sentimental. I mean, waterworks, I suppose, since you're soft, Samson. But honestly, I'd rather watch Stugatz's only fans page than watch The Notebook. Hmm. Thank you. I have no response to that. Just make sure you pay him his money. <laughs> Adnan, your top five looks how different? Uh, uh, mine's is good, Dan. Number five is four weddings and a funeral. Hugh Grant is most charming and foppish and romantic. F word for the first 10 words of the movie. Really funny, really charming. Number four, nobody puts baby in a corner. Dirty dancing. Again, iconic, swooning, Romance. I, there's no way Samson doesn't love Dirty Dancing. That's why I know he's staying quiet. Number three, another one of his favorites and everyone's favorite, quite frankly, Billy Crystal, Meg Ryan. I'll have what she's having when Harry met Sally. That's his deli. <laughs> number two, Casablanca. We'll always have parents. Oh, stop it. And, and, no, no, and number one, listen, I'm serious about this one. This is the number one. Seriously, all kidding aside. You can't get a movie better than a guy who's in love with a hooker. Pretty woman. Oh, man. No Rocky, huh? I believe we have lost again, Lucy and Jessica, because you guys insist on choosing movies from 50 and 60 and 70 years ago. My movies are current. They're, are you telling me that Lucy and Jessica haven't seen all five of my movies? No, I, don't, I, don't. I haven't seen. I think I've seen one of them. Which one? I, I've Moulin seen Rouge. The Notebook. Oh, oh, I, I can't get past Adnan having a movie podcast and not knowing like what Gerard Depardieu's been up to the last ten years because like it's listen, pretty it's bad. not that I don't know what's Google Jess, it. Jess, Jess. It's not that I don't know what's up to. I separate the art from the artist. Okay, okay. I'm not going to condemn oh, him like Samson. I'm not like Samson on a pulpit here uh, excoriating everybody for their sins. That's mm. perfectly fine if he's willing to do uh, so. Excoriating. I, I was just informed. There's a lot of sins. I'm Ooh. bad, bad dude. <laughs> How about True Lies? True Lies. Jamie Lee Curtis. Thank uh, you. <laughs> 
All I'm saying is that I need the movies to be somewhat fresher because you guys are talking and I'm listening and I like your movies. I like your choices. I like the historical context. I like how thorough you are. And I'm looking at the 20-somethings in our room and they don't have any idea what you're talking about. Cyrano is from two years ago. By that logic, Samson wins because Cyrano was two years ago. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen When Harry Met Sally. Nice. Way to go, Lucy. Hmm. David, you see Lucy, how great is when Harry Metz out? I like it a lot. I think it's a cute movie. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm looking for. One of the romantic moments I had is when I took someone to Katz's Deli to try to sit at the uh, table where it happened. And it just happens to be that it's right. I have a, there's a picture of me on the wall of Katz's Deli. And I was not aware of it. And it was right there when we were sitting there. That is the number one look at me, Louie, I could give you. And I got to tell you, it had the opposite effect that I thought it would have. Could have told you that. If you're ever at the Weston Bonaventure in Washington, D.C., head to the elevators and you'll see a plaque that uh, that honors the scene in True Lies where Arnold rode that elevator with a horse. Thank you. So, David, you were going for a Cyrano moment at Katz's Deli. You pointed to your picture on the wall. No, the waiter pointed it out to who I was with. And? And I demurred. I just said, oh, I didn't know it was there because I'd heard about it, but I'd never seen it. But the whole thing was looked at as a setup. And it was not. It was all over pastrami. Uh, put it on the poll, please, Juju, at Levitard Show. Are you surprised at all that David Sampson's love interest would distrust him and think him in scam over pastrami? <laughs> at Levitard Show. Uh, thank you, guys. Thank you. Point break. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training. Just in time for summer and warmer days, spring's the best time of the year to take a new look at your fitness routine, dial it up a notch, and continue powering on. Challenge yourself. And Peloton's classes were made just for that, to challenge you. There's a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full body strength, all created to grow your skills or push you to improve what you already excel in. Plus, if you don't know which class to take to reach your fitness goals, guess what? You can join one of Peloton's many programs. Right now, I'm in a strength program with Andy and a core program with Emma. They're expert coaches like Andy and Emma, and nonstop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching you need. With Peloton, you don't need to worry about driving to the gym, making it to class on time. You can do it all from the comfort of your own home whenever it fits your busy schedule. Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Don Lebertard. David Sampson, weirdo. Because he was not he was not the fun substitute teacher who'd wheel out a TV and play a VHS tape of Armageddon in science class. He was the, the weird one who would eat an egg salad sandwich while clipping his toenails into the trash can and ranting about Ronald Reagan. Stugatz. And the guy kept talking about how his ass was smooth. Smoother than a newborn's cheek. He wouldn't stop bragging about his bare buttocks to me. This is the Dan Lebatar show with the Stugats. Now we stumble into a lot of things in this show, <laughs> but I don't think we've ever done better than Dan in the last segment. Camera people, just come on Stugats's face. Whoops, bad what? phrasing. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I mean, Dan, bravo to you. I mean, we usually like there's like a. Oh, what did he mean by that? Ooh, that was kind of, that was just. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Usually we're like, ha ha, phrasing. 
<laughs> yeah, it was uh, it lacked some subtlety. And if you weren't watching on video, Jessica was coming in here. I denied us the moment of him uh, of Stugatz being slapped hard Hang on, on a the back second. of the phrasing head. again. Yep, walking in here. Uh, Camera just, people, just come on Stugatz's <laughs> face. Whoops. You should have used ejaculate. <laughs> All right, Jason, let's go. No. So Jessica comes in here to slap Stugatz on the side of the head and instead ends up corpse-like on the floor in the dead <laughs> position. I don't think video caught that because they were too busy coming on Stugatz's face. Was my Bruce Arians all right, though? Like, I tried to not actually hit him very hard. You but were fine. You yeah. had to hit him hard. I think he was ready good. to let you have it. Yeah. I don't want to really smack around. him that hard. I was bracing myself for something bigger, but it was fun. I uh, sabotaged everything by yes. killing her before it started. I appreciate it. Jeff. The Bruce Arians thing was clearly worse than what Travis Kelsey did. Because the Kelsey thing is just like a bump in the heat of a moment. Like, Arians goes out of his way, lunges. Winds at- up. And it's just, it's way worse. You know, I think it would go a long way for David in terms of the general likability things that we run into with him to just say, you got me. Yeah, yeah, no, that is good work by you and your team. He's not going to do that it. That is a hypocrisy. No. You caught me. Not happening. I just don't think he's capable of looking at it through anything other than his prism on he was management in sports and management has to be in control. It's a plague in sports and it actually separates management from the generation that is playing sports. The fact that so many of them look at it the way that David does. We have to be in charge and we have to show people at all times we're in charge. Well, it's presently why the the greatest coach of all time is without a job. How about that one? I think we sort of skipped past the fact that the Atlanta Falcons in the last 12 months have said no to the MVP of the league and the best coach ever. Don't need him. I don't even know necessarily if we can make it like entirely an age or generation thing because of what we talked about a little bit last week on the show with Kyle Shanahan um, videoing his staff when he's not in meetings with them and essentially like spying on them while they're in position group meetings and his explanation we talked about it on godless football stew with you and kaylin kaler from the athletic and billy and his explanation is like he wants to make sure like they're getting everything right and the messaging is all cohesive and everything like that but like from my point of view like i wouldn't want video cameras in every room that i'm in if i'm working for someone i'd like to have at least a little bit of Wait, are these cameras on? <laughs> While video was just coming on Stugatz's face. You told me these were a prop. Uh, this is interesting to me, Stugatz. It really is in terms of philosophically where it is we're headed with leadership, especially in our most militaristic sports. Mm-hmm. Bill Belichick is out of work. Jay Glazer has been telling you for months now. The philosophies in football have changed. The coaches realize that they have to keep evolving to reach their young players who are built differently. Tom Brady just said, you guys saw the quotes for the first time. Not even the 10-part documentary on Apple did this. Tom Brady is saying, I wouldn't have played for that style anymore. I learned my power. Not one more year. Uh, Not one more year would I have played for Belichick the way that he was doing things. And the way the sport has evolved, Stugatz, Bruce Arians won a championship with Brady being close to 70 years old, slapping players on the head. Right. And you cannot have the power that Travis Kelsey presently has and keep him confined to the cage of he's always got to listen to coach with no missteps. There always has to be authority. The relationship has to be broader than that. It cannot be parent ordering child around anymore. The players have too much power for that. So they're going to bump up against it in heated moments, and it's going to result in, a lot of times, 
either management like Kraft supports the Belichick Patriot way or football grows out of it because today's players, Stugatz, realizes Patrick Mahomes knows, do you realize that when I go to the camera and say it's not okay anymore for the black player to be held down, Roger Goodell's going to immediately apologize for all things Kaepernick-related because that's what happens when the employees have power. Brady said that, though, Dan, about Belichick after winning six Super Bowls with Belichick. A lot easier to say. If you're an organization that hasn't won in a long time and you feel like you're on the verge of winning and you don't want Bill Belichick because he's going to work you too hard, please, I don't want to hear from you. I really don't. Okay, but uh, he's being paid $375 million by Fox, more than Mahomes will make for playing the games because people do want to hear from him, and that's what he's going to say Mm-hmm. now right. that he's free from the military prison system that he's played in that produced some winning, but then he left, right. and it wasn't like that, and he won also not playing that way. It's not the only way to win, Stugat. But I understand. No, it's not. For sure, it's not. But I understand saying that after absorbing Bill Belichick for as long as Tom Brady did. If you're Justin Herbert, you don't want Bill Belichick? I don't want Justin Herbert. How about that? My point is that Brady went elsewhere and won, and the next generation that arrives behind Brady. For players coach Bruce Arians. Players coach Bruce Arians who slaps players in the head, <laughs> but was viewed as more of a players coach than Belichick was. Yeah, but he's also yes. like a disciplinarian. I mean, I, I went through years sharing my opinions on Bruce Arians. There was a reason why it took so long for him to get a job. But that part has aged out. The sport has aged out, and now what you get is the youngsters who are spying on their coaches in the video room because they learned from the culture. I mean, Shanahan comes... How about you learn the rules? Stugatz. It never gets old. It's never going to get old. It's never going to get old. Might not even be true, but... Wear that one. He's going to have to wear it. I mean, what's true is the players didn't know. (laughs) Kyle Shanahan descends from someone like Belichick and Arians. And learned how to do it a different way. And so he will connect with his players differently while surveilling his coaches <laughs> in their meeting rooms. Because it's not like you're going to lose all of this paranoia and all of this crazy. They're just going to adapt to handle it better as the employees become more unruly because they have actual power in a sport that doesn't allow them to have power. Because they're disposable and it's salary capped and it makes it very hard for a player, especially Stugatz, a tight end like Kelsey, to have the power to bump a coach and survive it, to bump a coach and go on the number one podcast in America and say, ha, 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 me and my drunk brother, (laughs) I bumped the coach, ha, ha, ha. He's also never really been like that. Travis Kelsey has been intense, but not in that fashion. Right. I wonder what's happening there. And what I landed on was it was just a much tougher year. Everything. That that for Travis, yeah. Well, for everybody on that Kansas City offense, <laughs> like it's the first real frustration, legitimate frustration that played out on the field. Because look, man, they got lit up by Aiden O'Connell didn't have a passing yard in the second half. Do you guys at all find this this generational? Because Jessica's saying it's not generational, but it feels to me like Belichick seventy, and he's dealing with the, the players who won the Super Bowl for the Chiefs are in their twenties. I mean Kelsey too, but the defensive players who won the Super Bowl right. for the Chiefs—that's unfair though, because the the oldest coach in the league was Pete Carroll, and he didn't have the same reputation. There's a lot going on with Belichick, military background, and whatnot. Sure. But Carroll came from Parcells. But, Car- but Carroll was always viewed as super different from the st- from the Parcells is players that, coach. Yeah, it's the gum. Yes. But but right. it's the generational point that you're it's making. Five. It's approach. 
I mean, Andy Reid is 65 years old. He has a different style than Bill Belichick for certain. And he you, allows players to do that to yeah, him. Yeah, Vermeil was yeah. an older guy, but right. was always viewed as a player's coach guy. I love that Andy Reid was looking out for Travis Kelsey. It speaks to their relationship, saying, hey, there's a lot of cameras on me all the time. It's the Super Bowl. What are you doing? Stop doing it. I, I just find most interesting in the employee-employer relationship that the employer is being forced to be more human about the frailties of the employee. Like, it's best to cover it the way Andy Reid does, to do it with love, but you better have a real relationship. It's not going to make you survive the Seattle organization if you're Pete Carroll. He had real relationships with them, and he's now run out of that building. He had real relationships. year old coach. Right, but Andy Reid is winning. What I'm telling you is, yes, Andy Reid is winning. So was Belichick. And now he can't get a job. <laughs> like, because you better be able to deal with Kelsey's power. But he went three years without winning. Yeah, the winning stopped. Yeah. That's, what, that's what it needs. Yes, the winning has to be there. Summer requires extraordinary hydration that's built for everyday dehydrating moments, especially in Miami. We know that it gets very, very hot. You go outside for six seconds, you're sweating, and you're possibly dehydrated. Liquid IV hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients with three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drinks, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick. It's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. Guys, I love Liquid IV. I get the sugar-free lemon-lime version. They should have my picture on it, how much I drink it, how much I use it. The sugar-free has no bad stuff, only good stuff. I use it when I go to the gym, when I'm playing hoops. When I'm going out on the boat, mix it in with a little bit of ice. Keeps me hydrated all day long. Just tear, pour, and live more. With one stick of Liquid IV plus 16 ounces of water, hydrates better than with water alone. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use code DAN at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code DAN, D-A-N, at liquidiv.com. Don Lebatard. I read his lips and it sounded like he was saying, what, you want to f- fight me now? Spo- but, but I'm telling you, if you look, we can play a game right now. The lips look the same on fight you and failure. Watch my lips. I'm going to turn off my mic. No, I just look at you. I'm going to send one of these two. And I want you guys to tell me if I'm saying fight you or failure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Stugats. Why are your ideas always so bad for the podcast? Big swings, Grace. Is this a character you have now? Here we go. Do it again. No. Fight you. Fight that you. Was fight, right, yeah. Maybe you can tell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. We got to the bottom of it. <laughs> this is the Don Lebatar Show with the Stugats. I love that he's joining us this way. This is Comedy Central right here. He is joining us from the road. Look at him from his hotel room. <laughs> joining us from oh, on, yeah. on tour, I think, in Oklahoma City. He's got shows coming up in Irvine, California, yeah. Salt Lake City, Boston. What a great shirt. Captain Clutch. Yes. I mean. <laughs> uh, he wants to. Well, he wants to talk about the Knicks. He's auditioning to become our Knicks correspondent, Stugatz, because all the comedians, they, this is the best Knicks season we've seen in 25 years. Yeah. Jesus wants to be our Knicks correspondent. Mero wants to be our Knicks correspondent. Huh. He's got a Netflix uh, Netflix special coming. Or it's out now. Same time tomorrow. And uh, Sam Morell is with us now to talk Knicks basketball and other things. Our timing is bad, though, Sam, because this is the worst stretch the Knicks have gone through this season. They've lost four in a row. Everyone's hurts. 
we're depleted by injuries and uh you know it, it's a tough time because we just got to get healthy we're so deep all of a sudden the quickly trade made us a little thin you know but we got og and then, then he gets hurt uh burks and and bohan i think that's going to help a lot once we're uh once we're all healthy but we don't have a big man we don't have uh hardenstein mitchell you know sims is in and out he, like him getting covid i'm like are you are you kidding me covid you know so uh, it, it's been tough, but uh, and then the and the refs Ed Malloy's team stole a game from us the other night, and uh, just despicable. Should never be allowed to ref a Knicks game again. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm with I, you. I don't I don't yeah. want to I don't want to say the words Guantanamo Bay, but they come to mind. Whoa, <laughs> you know? uh, torture, torture is what yeah. you're. Talking. I I want to play for you our famous Ed Malloy sound. This is him. This this is how you felt the other night against Houston. Here's Ed Malloy ruining a Timberwolves game. Down by two, 198 inbound to Love on the left side with one dribble goes up for the shot. It's blocked by Marion. The ball comes into the arms of Dalabear. The horn sounds and the ball game is over the Timberwolves are screaming for a foul there was none called Rubio off to love oh that's a foul that is unbelievable the referees are booed as they go off the floor brutal David Guthrie is right there he didn't have the guts to call it also <laughs> That's how you felt the other night against the Rockets. We hate him. It? He cost us. He cost us. I believe it was his team that cost us the home opener against the Celtics. So, Go <laughs> criminal. He's a criminal. Uh, we, we despise him. We'll remind him of this whenever we see him. Uh, his team. The fact that they can't just. I want a five-minute overtime. You come come to the Garden. We'll come to Houston. We want five minutes, but the fact that we had all the momentum and they just stole that from us, just despicable. Oh, hey, Adam Silver, do the right thing. And boy, did that take me back. Sam Dallenbear, also an ex-Nick right there. But uh, yeah, man, just uh, not right, especially when, like, okay, if we're going to lose this game, then let us rest Brunson and DiVincenzo, who have been playing 92 minutes a night. You know, Tibbs is killing our guys because – we're thin right now, so uh, it's not it's not right. Not that's, right. That's what Thibodeau that's does, all, That's all Tibbs does. What are you talking about? Kills Thibodeau, his team. He's yeah. going to run you all into the ground. You, too, are going to feel like you've played 82 regular season games before Thibodeau is done with you. It's true. It's true. I tore my Achilles watching. But, uh, you know, uh, no, I mean, look, I don't think it's going to be quite as bad once we have, like, a legit 8-9 guy rotation for the playoffs because we are – all of a sudden, kind of deep. The Bogdanovich off the bench move is is like, man. What I think I hate to lose Grimes, but I think it's a nice, it's a nice move. Precious is looking great, by the way. Uh, OG when he's healthy is a game changer. I'm like, I I will f- put us against the Celtics, dude. Uh-oh. I will do it. Mike Ryan, are you hearing I, him? He's filled with Nick's hope. He's be- he's putting them against the Celtics. He only, thinks I'm not saying I'm not saying we're gonna win, right. but I say we can give him a good fight. Well, that's nice of you. <laughs> You'll put him against them. No, I had PTSD when he said Precious because right. it's Precious uh, Precious Achua, who was a part of the Goran Dragic trade to Toronto that got us Cal Lowry, who I hate with a passion. Yeah, but he's playing great. I think what you're saying is you'll take on the Celtics with OG, though, right? Oh, we need OG because yes. I think OG can make Tatum's life pretty bad, and uh, you know uh, we're deep. I mean, we don't do we don't have like six of our eight rotation players. What do you expect? We don't have Randall. We don't have Mitchell. We don't have Hardenstein. We don't have OG, who is like turned into a legit like he's 
he's a legit DPOI uh, candidate, the way he's playing, if he's healthy. You love Hartenstein, and I think the uh, and I think basketball people do I too. Do. But a lot of people would laugh at the idea that he's the difference maker against the Celtics. Little things, Dana. He is. Yeah, he is because matchups are everything. And I, as much as I love Mitchell Robinson, I think the KP matchup is a little difficult. So, uh, you know, much love to KP, another former Nick, who uh, I think uh, we wish things ended differently. Obviously, but. I think Hardenstein defensively, like if you watch basketball, like that's why I know Stephen A. Smith doesn't watch basketball. When he goes, some guy named Hardenstein, shut up, Stephen A. Watch an actual game before you discredit the blue collar work ethic of the great Isaiah Hardenstein, who has been the glue this year. And I only hope we can find the money to resign him. <laughs> you really don't like uh, Stephen A. Smith's Knicks analysis, do you? He's a curse to the franchise. Stop rooting for us. I don't want you on our side. You have anytime he calls a game, we lose. Go away. I like that you called out Stephen A. when Dan was like, "Ah, Hartenstein, some guy named Hartenstein." <laughs> that pissed me off. That really pissed me <laughs> off. Well, take out Levitar, man. No, but I'm I I prefaced it by saying I know how much he loves Hartenstein, and I know that America America is laughing at the idea that that would be the difference against the Celtics. I'm not even sure that you would dispute that that would be America's appraisal, not necessarily basketball people's appraisal. Well, maybe America's got to get on the Hardenstein page like I am because this guy's doing all the dirty work. I. I love this guy. Tibbs reinvented his game. He was like a stretch five on the Clippers. He comes here. He becomes like a badass. You know, uh, I'm just worried. He's sitting out now with an, like a sore Achilles. And I'm like, what the hell is that? I don't know what a sore Achilles is. But that, that scares the hell out of me. So rest till you're 100, you know? Let's uh, let's play this sound to agitate Sam Morrell. I respectfully disagree. And we all know that how I feel about my Knicks. But they're 26th in defensive efficiency rating. Um... Mitchell Robinson is out. Uh, Jericho Sims is out. So I got to deal with some dude named Hartenstein. Who's been playing with him? An effort. Never gives you, he never shortchanges you with effort. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. Yeah, uh, you are disrespectful. Some guy, <laughs> this dude's an NBA player. Uh, so I have to listen to some guy named Stephen A. Smith who doesn't know what the f he's talking about. And holy shit, like how could ESPN get any worse? Like I'm just like, dude, replace him with like RJ or JJ or someone who knows what they're talking about. And thank God for Kendrick Perkins, who's becoming, you know, a surprising ally to Nick's uh, Twitter and Nick's <laughs> fan base. I never thought I'd find the day where I love Kendrick Perkins, but this guy finally gives us props. No TNT. I love those guys, but they won't give the Knicks props. They won't give Jalen Brunson props. Like, you know, I don't know what Kenny Smith has against New York being a New York guy, but like, get over it, dude. We're here. We're no one wants us in the playoffs. We just got to get healthy. Brutal. Correct me if I'm wrong. This is the Knicks team that you've believed in the most. Yeah, and exactly. And look, the the four seed Randall year was a pleasant surprise. I always believe so that's that is a sickness and you know and it can be a curse but it also keeps me positive about the knicks and and i love that team with uh randall i mean how far are you really going to go with with it wasn't a great offensive team but man they played good d and that kind of rebuilt their identity to, to what it is today and if we're healthy do you really want to play against Mitchell Robinson, Hardenstein, that combo? <laughs> yes. OG Ananobi? Yes, in like the worst possible way. Yes. Yeah, you think? Yes. Celtics fan? Yes. All the, oh, like no, 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 I'm not a Celtics fan. Heat fan. Heat fan. Sort of. Heat fan. Tapping in Miami Heat fan here. Your team, hey, look, 
uh, all due respect to the Miami Heat, you guys are washed. Oh, Jimmy's yeah. incredible. Yeah. Jimmy's yeah. an incredible player. Bam's an incredible player. Yeah. Duncan Robinson's actually my buddy, and I, I, I was at one of the games against the Heat. Yeah, you can high five lost. him when he eliminates you in five. But you'll shoot confetti but, off of that one win. All this to lose a Jaime. One Hawkins. win. We went. We we were two wins against you guys injured. We're going to cook you guys this year. Okay. We should have won. We should have won that series. You're right. You're cute. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, by the way, on the headboard, you're are, cute. Are those straps? Are those straps? Yeah, no. look, look yeah, behind you on the headboard. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You got a little Zadino Chara situation going over there. Well, it's a nice hotel. What do you want from me, uh, Sam? Any Super Bowl thoughts? Uh, if you want to keep talking about the Knicks, we certainly yeah. can because I, I sure. want I want to have you on as a uh, correspondent because we're going to heat up all this heat Knicks stuff with the comedians because oh, there are it. a lot of there. New York gets loud when they're good, and they haven't had reason. They haven't had a lot of reasons over the last fifteen or twenty years. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, look, we all saw that Knicks uh, viral Twitter thing when we beat the Celtics, the hot Fournier game from a couple years ago. I was at that game. That was magical, but it's tough when that's all you have to cheer about. But hey, we'll get behind anything. We're, we're a fired up fan base. So yeah, I have thoughts on the Super Bowl. Look, I, I wanted the Niners to win just because I, I thought. Th- the, the Purdy story was kind of cool, but I, the Chiefs are incredible. Mahomes is unbelievable. Uh, you know, the Kelsey push was a little – I mean, you're not supposed to push a geriatric, in my opinion. I don't think that's uh, very classy to push a guy who's overweight and old. You don't you do not do – you know, and when you're a superhero athlete, it's kind of shitty. Uh, but, you know – Sam, Sam the game if, if, if Andy Reid had fallen down and had difficulty getting up, it'd be a much bigger yeah. controversy. It'd be a life alert commercial. <laughs> Are you kidding me? It was terrible. Uh, right. Yeah, I mean, no, it was a bad move. I, I also crack up at the people who are, like, obsessed with the Travis Kelsey, uh, Taylor Swift, that them together are some sort of, uh, you know, s- spy for Joe Biden to get him elected. To, to those people, I say, well, then maybe you need to orchestrate your own Republican spies to to battle them with your celebrities. Maybe get Kanye to date Caitlyn Jenner. They could team up. <laughs> Something like that. I don't know. But it's an absurd. It's, it's insane. Like they're there's look, they're both famous people. She's a, a, a beautiful, famous pop star. And he's a handsome football player. Like, what do you expect? Same time tomorrow is the Netflix special. You should check it out because he's one of the funniest men doing it. You can get tickets for Irvine, Salt Lake City, Boston at sammorell.com. Anything else we need to promo for you? We appreciate your time, and we're going to wear you out as Nick's correspondent. Going to be a hit in Boston. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I, Boston, they know. They know what's up. They know I love the Knicks. But, uh, look, Boston, I'm taping there for a reason. Some of the best comedy crowds in, uh, in the country, so I love the Wilbur, so I'm taping my next special for Amazon there. So that's going to be a, a fun uh, couple nights. Love Boston people. Don't like their sports teams. <laughs> how uh, how many shirts like that do you have? How much Knicks paraphernalia do you Too have? Too much. Yeah. Too much, dude. It's not good. It's not healthy how much of this shit I have. But I look, I'm, you can even see it, the, the Brunson face. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Does, uh, does, love, your, love does, does your significant other or other loved ones mock uh, how much you love the Knicks and how much teenage gear you have that you're an overgrown adolescent wearing so much Knicks stuff? I mean, uh, would you mock uh, a, a John Starks jersey from when I was 
11 years old? I don't think so. I think it's pretty cool, actually, Dan. Thanks for asking. But uh, <laughs> you have a 20- I think my next merch is pretty cool. <laughs> the last time you, we worked. You, you cool. have a 27-year-old T-shirt in your collection? I have so much old Nick stuff. Yeah, I kept all of it, man. I got old Starks. I got, jeez, uh, I gave away my Larry Johnson jersey to a friend. I shouldn't have done it. It was, it was a, it was, I'm too generous. Uh, what else? Uh, I have, yeah, I have a ton of, my brother's got Ewing, the old Ewing, the, you know, we got, we shared a Mason, uh, RIP, <laughs> the great Anthony Mason. And then I got a Spreewell. So, uh, Randall was my first Knicks jersey in, 20 years, I think, because, Makes you sense. know, there was there wasn't a guy I wanted to get behind. But that four seed year was pretty uh, unique. And I mean, I don't really wear jerseys. It was more just like I just got to support the team. You know, do you know how much it's going to hurt when the heat eliminate you and you're wearing a Randall jersey? Uh, I just told you I don't really wear jerseys. So already your prediction doesn't make any sense. <laughs> well, yeah, but you said you, you, sounds... said, you said you had a rant. You said you had something yeah, Randall related. I don't wear it. I wear cool graphic tees made by this guy. I think uh, Bacher back pages. That's who makes these. He's great. He makes crazy cool ones. I got a, a Villanova good, like good villas, it's like uh, good fellas, but good villas. It's got the Villanova guys Stugatz, on it. If, if the Knicks are a three seed, you yeah. tell me that this guy's not going to be wear, figure out how to wear Randall gear and it's going to hurt extra when they lose in the second round. It's going to hurt because it hurts because we're never good. But he just said he doesn't wear okay. the jersey. He just buys the jersey. That's it. I believe that New York's about to get very loud because they believe in well. this team and they don't learn anything about their past. <laughs> it's You know how well, dangerous it is to believe in this team. You know, the Cubs had a drought, too, and that that ended. So I think droughts end, and I think this team, something about Brunson just makes me believe, man. We got a tough, gritty team. Throw Josh Hart, OG Ananobi, Mitchell Robinson. We got some physical guys for the playoffs, and I'm I'm feeling good. I'm feeling pretty good about this team. Are, are we going to win it all this year? It Who took, knows? It took but, the Cubs uh, 100, 108 yeah. years. You got about 50 more years to wait. I'm very healthy. I had an egg white omelet today. I could I could wait. Uh, I could wait forever. I'll be there whenever it happens. <laughs> Sam, good talking to you. Good seeing you again. Good talking to you guys. Go at Malloy! <laughs> <laughs>